Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala. My name's Gerns, and I am joined here with Priya Sasha Kumari, best known for the new revival series of Waterloo Road and her role, Samia. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Like, thanks. I was saying before, thank you so much for actually taking the time to come out and speak to us. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. First of all, as well, obviously, Waterloo Road, based in Manchester. Are you from Manchester? I'm not, no. I'm a Midlands girl. I thought that, because again, I was saying, (laughs) when I was doing my research, I saw Wolverhampton um, Theatre, and I was like, okay, but you Mm -hmm. know what? We'll allow it. We'll allow it. (laughs) Hopefully my accent is good enough on the show, guys. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing, because I wasn't, like, expecting Mm -hmm. that. So um, for the people out there that maybe haven't seen Waterloo Road or don't know that much of you, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm an actress. I play Samia Chowdhury in Waterloo Road. Um, Before this, um, I haven't really done too much, to be honest. Waterloo Road is, like, the breakthrough role for me, as they say. Um, I did, like, previous things like Doctors. I feel like when you're from the Midlands, if you haven't done the Doctors yet, it's like your initiation to, like, the acting world. Um, And I did did a few theatre things before, too. Um, And that's about it, really. A lot of my life, I've just been working, like, full-time work, um, regular jobs, and just, like, trying to do acting on the side and just juggle the both. I think it's a stereotype, but it's also true that getting into the acting career, a lot of the time, it is a lot of a grind until you get your big Mm -hmm. break. How is it actually juggling that nine to five life with trying to get acting jobs as well? Like, Um, I'm literally going to be real. It's so hard. It's really hard. And I feel like you need to have a lot of, you need to have a lot of willpower and like resilience and just like determination to like get to where you want to be. Um, It's like, I'm 27 now and this is my, for example, like this is my breakthrough role and I've been doing it since I graduated. So I graduated in 2016 when I was 18 and then I went to full-time working. Um, I've mentioned this before, like I used to work in Nando's, I've worked in Aldi, I've worked literally every every kind of job I've worked <laughs> and alongside all of those, like I was attending the Central Youth Theatre where I was a member and um, they gave me opportunities to, to direct there with them. Um, and then just from there on, I just kind of found my own way in terms of like creating headshots and working with um, everybody in like the industry. For example, in the Birmingham community, I've got a lot of people that have helped me out in short films and everything like that. So you just kind of find your way. But it's like, it's like how they say, oh, don't ever give up. It's so cliche, but like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, if you know what you want, then you just, you'll work for it. Do you know what I mean? And what I've like recently come to realize is that it's, it's kind of less about motivation and more about discipline. Like for me personally, you just kind of have to set your mindset to where you want it to, for the end goal sort of thing. Yeah. And I feel like it's weird because acting in general um, I don't think is as much of an advocated career path mm. within South Asian mm-hmm. cultures. But yeah. at the same time, that grind that you have to have to actually get places in it is very much rooted in mm-hmm. South Asian culture as well. So it's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, it's kind of like a mix of the both. But also it's like, I have like a really supportive family, but I've still had, like, don't get me wrong, I've still had like aunties that have been like, don't you think you need to get a proper job now? Like, <laughs> it's just the norm. And I suppose it comes, that comes from... um a lot of um, viewpoints in terms of the creative industry on a whole. 
I don't think that a lot of our jobs are seen as like a serious job. Yeah, there is a very niche like yeah. <laughs> collection of jobs which are actually seen as that. <laughs> Instead of like, but it should be commended as well. I think the fact that you have worked this hard and you have got to where you are. Like, no, thank you. I'll be like, like say, like obviously graduating in 2016. It's been a while. Like, mm. it's been a while coming. It's but, a journey, but yeah. I think that that's the what's most important to focus on is the journey and not the the end goal sort of thing like for me Waterloo Road is 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 a blessing and it's a stepping stone for me into the industry and it's not the be all and end all and I think that that's what people kind of get they tend to get confused or they misinterpret of like if you make one big job then that's it (laughs) but it's not because you still gotta keep going (laughs) exactly like after Waterloo Road or for however long you're on the series or the series Mm. continues Mm. you don't want it to be you don't want to peak you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I I think it's kind of a thing like in any career you shouldn't you should enjoy it when you're in soaring high but you should never really be like okay this is it now I don't need to do anything more like Mm -hmm. it is like it's important yeah. not to lose that sense of grind that got you there in the first yeah, place. Yeah, exactly that. And there's, there's still more grinding to do, you know. Getting into Waterloo Road now, mm-hmm. um, obviously new series. I binge watched it in like three days, really enjoyed it. I mean, there was only seven episodes, so I was kind of like, I got to the end of it and I was like, <laughs> oh, like, I don't know how long I'm going to have to wait now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's as well, like releasing it all on iPlayer at once, like I wasn't necessarily used to that for something like Waterloo Road. So mm. it was quite of an interesting way of watching it as opposed to having to wait each week though I suppose there might be people out there that are doing yeah, that that's so tell us a bit about your character Samia and like also how was the part written beforehand or did they kind of audition and then they wrote parts for people that they liked like how did that come about so originally um Samia Chowdhury was as she was um she was written as a South Asian character um and then I think so for example I just I did a self-tape and then I had a recall for another self-tape and then I went in to do a chemistry read um and then from the chemistry read like two days later I found out I got the job and then we had um like an induction week where everybody met up and we had a round table where we read we had read the first and second episode and then from then like we just had workshops and meetings and meetings was more so to like adapt the character to whoever they'd casted because there were a lot of changes um I think Adam Mali he's spoken about changes that he made to his character too and I think it's more to just to adapt to our our personal selves and also to relate to for example because I'm South Asian to make her more relatable to me so it's easier to play sort of thing and I think it's really important that they understand as well what what comes with casting a South Asian actress or yeah. artist um so it's really important for me and I think the, the meetings were really good and the BBC have been amazing in terms of you know understanding what diversity is and how we incorporate that into the scripts but Sammy is a great character like yeah. I love her she's She's bright. She says it how it is. She's not afraid to to speak her voice. Um, and she's intelligent. She, I mean, I feel like she's more outspoken than I was when I was at school. I wouldn't be that um, troublesome, to be fair. I was quite a goody two-shoe. <laughs> so, I was always a chatterbox, though. Yeah, but she is like that as well. Like She seems to kind of be excelling in all the different areas. Yeah. Although she lost out on um, school council, didn't mm, she? But she like... was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a bit of an ego hit for her, bless that. But yeah, she's, um, she's an interesting character because she 
even though she has it all, she kind of is still lost. She's still lost and she's still trying to find herself. And we definitely get to see more of more of that in her as, nice. as it continues. You know, the thing that I liked as well was, I mean, I'm sure this will probably be touched upon at some point, inevitably. Um, and I think it would be great as well if there was some storyline in the future that was related to Samia's South Asian background mm -hmm. or something to do with that. But the thing that I liked was in those first seven episodes, that wasn't necessarily the cliche thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was sort of like we're introduced to this main South Asian char mm -hmm. character mm -hmm. who's like almost she is like the it girl at school she's mm -hmm. dating the captain of the basketball team this that the other um and it doesn't need to be like there's this storyline relating to some kind of so, you know like the yeah. typical cliches of, and i mean i'm sure like that potentially might come up at some point in the future but for me it was kind of nice to see that on screen and that not be how we're introduced to the character like she is more than that you know i'm I mean? very glad that yeah. you, you've said that because that was that was one of the main things for me when we was when i was speaking to producers i was like we both had an understanding that we didn't want to go down like a stereotypical South Asian storyline and we wanted to steer like away from those um from those perspectives because I think it, we don't yeah. need to keep um seeing the same storylines of like she's like she can't do anything she can't have a boyfriend and she's like oppressed yeah. and things Star like that crossed lovers kind yeah. of yeah and I think what was nice about that storyline is that they they just made it like they made a mixed uh, interracial couple like and it was fine and it was like mm. it wasn't it wasn't a thing it wasn't a thing to talk about it was just normal and i think that that i think that represents kind of like a lot of the youth today like it's yeah. everyone's slowly like coming into like the western denized version of community that we live in today i'd say so mm. a lot of people could relate to that i'd say I think similar as well with like Kai as well. Yeah. Thinking about when Waterloo Road first came out, mm -hmm. I think the idea of having a very openly queer um, Middle Eastern character on like, you know what I mean? Being part of the main friendship group, it almost was unrealistic or you would never see that sort of thing. Whereas now, I, again, I think that is more of a reflection of, I mean, I, again, I don't know because I'm not in school or anything, mm. but I think it is a bit more reflective of how times have changed and people are a bit more open and it is perfectly normal for us to see that, like that, that is a popular person, you know what I mean? Rather mm. than having to be forced to be closeted or conforming to certain ways in order to be seen as cool that sort of thing like it allows for further character development in other areas as well mm. so and i think like what the show does well is because it's so known for its like iconic storylines and it for, for it being like relatable to like today's topics and things like that so when we were watching it back in the day like we we related to some of the things and that's why we enjoyed it so much and i think now it's it's so current and it's for like the youth of the day but i think i mean it's a show for everyone but i do from my personal opinion i do think it's it's more for like today's generation yeah. because it's more open to conversations and topics that we're all having today so like thinking about those iconic storylines um have you been like a fan of waterloo road like since the beginning yeah 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 literally i used to watch it all the time um so it was funny because me and alicia ford who plays kelly joe uh when we started filming for like at one and two we were like watching the odd series and it was just so funny because you see like the first episode of like dante and he's <laughs> he's driving the limousine <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's so crazy you get like 
we're bringing like a, a bit of nostalgia back from those from those series into the new series and it's just in like different it's just like slowly pocketed into the storylines which is nice yeah no it's nice to have that sense of like continuity as well and it mm. is it's nice for like the OG fans to kind of see like, oh, this is where people ended up. Like even mm-hmm. like for example, Janice turning up. Like, yeah, it's good to have it. Yeah. It's good to have her back. Yeah, definitely. So what was it like, obviously, having seen the old series to now become a part of that universe? <laughs> like it's literally like Marvel. It's it? so like... yeah. <laughs> it's very surreal to be honest. I feel like even now, like you don't really you don't kind of believe that you're filming the show sort of thing and it's crazy because now it's like on air and it's out and loads of people have watched it and the positive feedback has just been so lovely like everyone has really appreciated the new characters and their like their own journeys and the way they're what they're going through and I think that's what's so rewarding is that people are relating to the storylines and that's all you can really hope for as an actor really is that you produce a piece of work and it resonates with someone or at least one person for sure yeah so for people out there that haven't actually watched the series yet which i was very happy to go on iplayer the other day and see (laughs) you know how like normally like for radio for example it's only available for like 28 days and so Mm. available for over a year i was like right no excuse then for anyone that does want to go and actually watch it You've obviously said about they've got these really good storylines. Is there any other reason or what people can expect that you can tell mm. people as to why they should go and log on to iPlayer and do that now? Oh, you definitely need to go and watch Wally Road, guys. I mean, like, period. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's 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 given everything. It's given you the drama. It's given you the love stories. It's given you the, the a bit of tragedy. But it wouldn't be Wally Road without it, would it? So, yeah. Um, it, yeah. And I think it's it's also like expect the unexpected at times as well because there's characters in there that form friendships with other characters and so forth and relationships and you just don't really see it coming so it's I feel like it's definitely one of those that will make you want to watch more of it and because there's only seven episodes that have been released everyone has been asking when when's it coming back when's it coming back well I'll just have to wait and see you guys right so this is the part of the interview where we say spoiler alert so if you don't <laughs> want to know about what's happened in the series then come back later when you have watched it but yeah speaking of tragedy that first episode oh, i mean i was saying I, we were up, I wasn't very happy but i mean i got it it allowed for a nice storyline throughout but also mm. yeah just cut into the chase what was it like for you, like, reading that script and finding out, okay, in the first episode, we're literally killing off Chloe, literally one of the OG characters from... Yeah. Yeah. We were shocked. We were like, is this real? Like, there's no way that they're going to do that to Chloe. And we thought, oh, maybe it's like a first draft and they're still toying with ideas. But they were like, no, it's final. We were like, oh, my God, the fans are going to go crazy. Like, <laughs> And you guys did. Like, they, the internet was like, was going crazy when um ep one aired and like you said like, because it um, released on bbc iplayer before like the 8 p.m show people already knew about <laughs> it and we were like like yeah. i remember like i woke up and it was like a hashtag like close death <laughs> and i was like oh my god people have already like sat there and watched it it's crazy and that was at, like i think it was at, like maybe like 11 a.m or something or 10 a.m and i think like it released on bbc iplayer at like 6 a.m or something like that yeah so people were like really yeah i mean i saw it as i i, I thought i thought it was a joke like, i was literally <laughs> like nah surely not oh. like I, it was literally a tweet that was like um 
I feel like it was using a gif of like um, Denise Welsh as well. And it was like me when um, <laughs> the producers kill off Chloe in the first episode. And I was like, yeah. nah, sure, surely that's like not real. And then it was. And I was just like, yeah. Wow. But is it like if you literally watch episode one, series one of the original Waterloo Road, like they hit you with it straight away. Like the, the crash happens. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I was thinking. It's what they're in- renowned for. In that way, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. Like, literally, she's dying when she was actually the one who was responsible ages ago for that first car mm-hmm, crash. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that family just doesn't really catch a break, they does not, it? No, they don't. They don't. I mean, my question is, where's Mika? Like, why were you not at your sister's <laughs> funeral? Or how has she died I, as well? I don't. I don't have the answer to that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's also a little homage to, like, the old coming into the new sort of thing. Yeah. It's a, it's another way to view it, I suppose, and another way to like accept Claude's death. But we love we love Katie who plays her. She's amazing. Yeah, I can't remember. Do you have any scenes together? But like, I suppose she must have been around. The we set, don't have any scenes now. But yeah, we met. We've met we, sure. a lot. Or maybe I think all of us. Yeah, all of us met Chloe, um, Katie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's amazing. Cool. She loved it as well. She loved <laughs> the few. I think she was in for a few weeks that she was filming. She had a great time. Coming back to your storylines mm-hmm. as Samir, mm-hmm. obviously the main storyline for Samir is like I think it's either episode five or six, um, with the hot or not chat. Mm-hmm. So obviously someone set up this chat. They're mm-hmm. talking rubbish about all the girls being really degrading, and Samir is kind of leading the charge against that, mm-hmm. whilst also facing the kind of personal battle of finding out that it's her own boyfriend that started it in the first place mm-hmm. so i mean we've obviously talked about how it was kind of nice for it not to be the typical south asian storyline but what was mm. it like seeing okay this is a storyline that is um, mainly revolving around my character mm-hmm. and and it's such like an empowering one it's mm-hmm. like girl power that sort of thing what was that like for you it was very uplifting to film those scenes, I'd say. And especially because it was with all the girls and we um, were filming with the cheerleading squad as well. And they were amazing. Those types of storylines, I think they mean a lot to me. There's so many young girls out there who are maybe in a relationship and they don't know what gaslighting is or they don't know what a toxic relationship is or they don't sometimes see their value or their worth. And I think for them to see see that on screen and maybe be like, actually, like, that's kind of happened to me or we've kind of been in that argument or he's spoken to me like that or vice versa. That's what's good for me in terms of mm-hmm. like as an artist, because you, you're you're relaying these messages out there for people to resonate with. And it makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, if if one girl is watching that mm. and then like you say sees that and is then like okay like actually that kind of does apply to my situation and then gets out of that situation because of yeah. that then and and you you see what quite early on to be fair i'm pretty sure it's episode three or four where preston just leaves sammy waiting all day and he kind of turns the the argument around on onto her and she ends up apologizing yeah yeah and um I was actually watching that episode with one of my younger cousins. She's 11, I believe. And from just her watching that, and she was like, um, Priya Didi, so Didi's sister in Punjabi. She's like, Priya Didi, why did she just say sorry? It wasn't her fault, it was his. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's amazing that you just watched that and realized the storyline without me having to explain anything. And from a young age for you to acknowledge that, that just sets you up for the future. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think the earlier we realize these types of behaviors, it kind of encourages us to 
have a brighter future. Well, very well said. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. And I'm so glad that you were able to see that firsthand within your own family as well. Mm. So like beyond that as well, um, this new series, it's very up to date in terms of the storylines that it touches upon, mm-hmm. like such as protest, mm-hmm. priest brutality, mm-hmm. etc. Do you feel like that was the right decision? I mean, obviously it's the right decision, but like, do you feel like, <laughs> like how do you feel about um, the fact that this series is kind of taking on these issues firsthand and putting them in there? Because I believe, like, like we say, this series is probably for mainly the young to young adults generation mm-hmm. who have seen stuff in the news, especially over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, that will have made them sit and think. And now they're seeing it portrayed in their favorite drama series as well like Mm -hmm. do you think it's important to kind of bridge that gap i think it's important that we highlight these conversations and these topics that are happening in today's world because i know that a lot of people for example like will watch tv or will watch anything like movies or series to kind of escape the real world and i think that what the show does really well is that we highlight an issue but it's 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 in a way that it's not in your face and it's not telling you you're not escaping from reality like because it's still here and this we're here to remind you that this is what's happening it's, it's done in a way where you can go away and think about it and you'll take you'll take some inspiration away from the show and be like it'll make you think differently about for example how you how you act or how you behave and, or what manner you use around certain type of people or around different subjects or the way that you address a subject or a topic I think that's what the show is there for is just to create questions and to create conversations Mm -hmm. and that's what art is about right that's why we do it (laughs) no definitely I think you're right in terms of at first I was kind of like the typical like um Dean Weaver kind of characters I was kind of a bit like oh here we go again Mm. sort of thing but it was actually kind of refreshing to see that kind of growth on his part as well that but in the first protest he's Mm. literally like what is this rubbish like yeah the last episode obviously with the whole linking element of things he's actually taking part as well so I think hopefully that kind of message can be passed on to other people as well yeah exactly that and I think like those characters like they have layers and that's what you want to see you want to see the character development like you've got like these first instant characters where it's just for face value but then there's more to them and that's what is good about the show like for example even Noel's character at the beginning like him and Dean are literally like the, the two jokesters of the school right yeah literally and, doing stuff for the yeah. sake of it like a scene yeah exactly like, yeah. that and they were like totally against like the school's name changing and but then they've learned like you've got like Dean is now dating Kelly Joe in the show so it's like yeah and again like at first like when they first hinted at that I was like literally like "Mm, Kelly like I was literally like what Samuel was like I was like (laughs) literally like come on (laughs) but yeah but it's nice to see that growth by the end and sort of kind of give them the benefit of the doubt Mm, sort of thing yeah exactly yeah so obviously we're here proper podcast setup and everything (laughs) Um, thank you (laughs) and um, you've been doing that as well haven't you for world to the road podcast so you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah so um me and adam thomas we host the official water road podcast and we just go by episode by episode um just 
interviewing cast members and giving everyone a little insight to what's happened in that episode, what we get up to behind the scenes. That's it, really. We've been having a whale of a time. It's been so much fun. Sure. So is that on BBC Sounds? That you can go yes, you can um, literally listen to it now, guys, on BBC Sounds. Nice. Would there's... you recommend listening to it like after each episode? Oh, yeah, because there's definitely spoilers in each of them. But we do tell you guys that there are spoilers at the beginning of each episode. Um, so it's totally up to you. But you don't have to listen to them in order if you don't want to. Obviously, you're already working with Adam Thomas. Mm-hmm. But what's it been like? kind of doing the podcast with him as well in such close proximity like Mm. sort of like the original Waterloo Road boy (laughs) do you know what I mean I know Adam you know Adam how you see him is how he is like he's so funny he's hilarious and that was actually my first time doing a podcast like hosting a podcast like when I got asked to do it um, by the producers I was like really like me (laughs) um so yeah it was it was quite the privilege to work alongside Adam Thomas. And he showed me the ropes because he, um, he's got podcasts with his brothers. Um, so he just was just like, you know, just be yourself, relax, like it's fine. And you'll see, I feel like you'll kind of hear it throughout the podcast. There's like a few of them because we didn't film them like in chronological order. I think we filmed like uh, episode one, like that was like one of the last ones we filmed. So I sound like totally like chattery in that one and like comfortable and like in one of the other ones I'm a bit quieter because I was just like getting used to it and you show me the rope sort of thing but yeah we had a laugh and I think that's what's like the great thing is that we just have fun it's kind Mm. of like not work (laughs) yeah no I can definitely (laughs) relate to that (laughs) I feel like working in media in any capacity like once you actually get to that position it Mm. is like like I was just thinking saying this the other day like in terms of a working week like yeah. I don't really feel like people are talking about having that Monday or Tuesday feeling and I don't really I can't really relate to that no because <laughs> like, like sometimes I'm not in on a Monday and then sometimes I'm in like sometimes mm. I do like filming five days a week or I'll just do one day of filming a week so mm. it's just very sporadic like a creative's life is never in order I'd say you kind of have to be used to like knowing the unknown all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As well as Adam Thomas, you had the opportunity to work alongside Angela Griffin as well. Yeah. I think one of my favorite scenes as well was um, <laughs> when she's cheerleading. Into the, yeah, and it's sort of like, you don't really need to do that. And she's like, yeah, I do. I do. But then she's like, you're going to be a brilliant adult or something like that. I was just like, yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> that was a um, little fun fact, that little bit the end bit was like improvised that's amazing um but we had an amazing director on that block her name's Michaela Michaela McPherson and she was she was brilliant like she fully directed me and just like elevated me as an artist and I really appreciated that and as always working with Angela is just it's like wow like you learn so much and I think that's what's really good about being on the show when we first started filming just being on set with like all these amazing actors it's like you're just constantly learning and even even like the the students like um all of us like we're just learning from each other and even the kids um summer and scarlet who play tonya and izzy and chi chi plays shola like you're just we're learning from them (laughs) as much as they're learning from us and and it's the same for like adam like he's like i'm learning from you guys as much as we're learning from him and everyone else on set and it's just an all-round like 
educational like workplace to be in but also it's fun like everyone has so much fun no actually the oh. way you're talking about it makes it sound like such a positive it well, is i want to come it be really a water right <laughs> yeah we'll get you on we'll get you on <laughs> something tells me that the beard would not go as like a maybe student. <laughs> we'll get you as like a teacher like a substitute teacher or something yep. see that <laughs> you're listening let's get that sorted coming to the end of the interview now mm -hmm. i thought we'd do a little bit of like a one word interview quick fire type thing mm -hmm. so the idea here is that i'm gonna ask you a question you're meant to like answer quick without thinking too much oh no and you can only say one word right first up favorite waterloo road character of all time um oh my god that's so hard i'm gonna have to go with janice and why <laughs> sassy definitely i think a lot of people would agree with you there <laughs> bit more general series or movies all of a good series why engaging yeah i feel <laughs> this is the thing you keep on giving one word and i'm like i kind of want to do even i i'm the one who's decided to do this game right moving on <laughs> best moment from the new series so far can i say like the tree i mean that's even two the words tree if you know then you yeah. know but the storyline yeah. based around that sure does that make sense i literally feel like like cavemen like, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's gonna try and guess what i actually mean we need like translations and subtitles yeah and yeah i suspected this um beforehand so i put in this question manchester or midlands oh i mean midlands all day every day i'm a midlands girl at heart why 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 because i'm from there no i'm joking <laughs> I think you forgot the whole one word thing but like. <laughs> it doesn't make it interesting if it's one word wait this this is like me proving that not nothing i've got nothing good to say but i do <laughs> exactly. i actually do <laughs> this is, <laughs> see i could say manchester and i could say there's what's what? sur surplus that's what i'd say because there's a surplus of things yeah that's say. true um i'll say you know what actually midlands and my second word will be talent that is true. I think it does go undiscovered sometimes. Like There's people... a lot of, like, a lot of people I know in Wolves that are, like, ta yeah. so talented. Like, it's kind of like we quite often do this whole north-south divide thing in Midlands. Yeah. Kinda, like, just kind of, like, help. <laughs> we're, just, we're just there in the middle and no one really recognises us. So I'm putting us on the map. I'm putting Midlands yeah. on the map, guys. As a like, little tangent to that, um, how have you found like Manchester? Like, have you spent much time here before? Or? Yeah, I really like Manchester. It's a great city. I actually went to Manmet Uni. Okay. Um, but I did draw the short straw, and I was at the Crew Campus. But we used to come to Manchester quite a lot. So you lived and studied in Crew. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very. <laughs> I mean, at least it was closer to home for you, I suppose. Yeah, like... it was only like thirty minutes away. Final question: Samia with Preston or Danny? You guys don't know she's with Danny, though. It's suggested. Mm, neither. Why? Oh, that's two words. I'll, I'll allow two. Self-worth. That's very good, to be fair. Yeah, correct answer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't think that was that bad. I think you passed the one-word interview. I mean, I, I did, like, 
half of it with two, like more than one word, but thanks. To close, um, obviously we talked a bit before about how important it is. Um, I think this was all fair, but we talked a bit about how important it is to engage with the younger generations, mm-hmm. show them, especially at South Asians, like how mm-hmm. um, you can get into the arts, why you should like be breaking those barriers, mm-hmm. getting involved. So for any aspiring young brown actors out there or people that want to get into media in general um what advice would you give to them you need to do your research in whatever field you want to do whether that's writing acting directing presenting definitely do your research in what what area you want to go into in the creative field because it's so big there's so much things to do um and also like what like do you need to go to uni those types of things. If you want to be yeah. an actor, do you need a showreel? Do you need to get your headshots together? Um, look at agencies. IMDb is great for that. Speak to people. That's the way that you'll get the most out of something. Because when I was still on my way, like I would speak to everybody. I'd go to networking workshops. Um, and it's all about networking, especially in the creative industry, because it's like, like they say, it's mm-hmm. who you know, not what you know. I think that can be quite daunting at first, can't it? Yeah, like, of I course. Mean, even though I can work that I've done before, like the whole idea of network. I mean, even now it still isn't my favorite thing to do, <laughs> but I recognize that it's so important. And also I think going into it, you have to remember that everyone is there to do the same thing. Yeah. So you kind of going up and starting chatting to people, it's it's not weird. Like It's not, like, it's it, not. Send that message as well. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, what's the DM? Like, it's not going to harm anyone. The, the worst that can happen is that you'll be left unread. Being left unread is better than going up to somebody and then them just completely walking away and blanking you in real life, do you know? It's true. And also, <laughs> it's better than not doing it and not knowing mm-hmm. whether they would have replied exactly. in the first place. And then at least you put your own um, mind at peace. And you, you've, you've done what you needed to do. And then you just keep it moving. Yeah. But yeah, and also, like, really, like, ask yourself, are you ready? Like, are you ready for the challenge? Because you'll get, like, a thousand no's before it's a yes. And you have to be prepared to just go again and go again. And that's what's really important for me to just keep always like reminding everybody that it's not an easy ride. And it may sometimes seem like that for a lot of people. Like, for example, if you go on my Instagram, you'll just see like, oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. But you don't actually see the work that you do to get to those positions. And you need to remember that. And like social media is not really real. It doesn't really show the realistic side of it. But I'd like to think that I keep reminding people of the realistic journey and version of life that we live because it's all it seems all glamorous and sometimes it's not you know we're waking up at 5 a.m sometimes half five to go into work for like 13 hours a day so you have to be prepared for long hours and work and be resilient yeah that's a good word resilient yeah definitely be resilient to the to the industry cool so if people do want to keep up with you where's the best place to find you um you guys can find me on instagram and on twitter and um, it's literally just at pris asha with two a's at the end all right well thank you so much for taking thank time you for to having speak me. to me